What up, what up, what up? Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the ISC Bengals Show. My name is Chris Hasbrock, and I am your host today. As always, ISC is presented to you by Dark Hawk Nutrition. Dark Hawk Nutrition is the next evolution in sports supplements. Their pre-workout, protein, creatine, and other products are third-party tested for quality. They are guaranteed clean, and you can always go to darkhawknutrition.com. Use code IMPACT, and you will get 15% off of your entire selection. Again, that is IMPACT, the code that you will use for 15% off of your entire order at darkhawknutrition.com. Well, here we are after week four. We are here to discuss the Cincinnati Bengals and Tennessee Titans and a game that uh, was, well, it was ugly. Bengals fall to 1-3 and three on the season with a 27-3 loss to the Tennessee Titans uh, from Nissan Stadium on an absolutely gorgeous day in Nashville, Tennessee. And it was gorgeous for about uh, five minutes for the Cincinnati Bengals. And then, you know, the old shitstorm was a brewing. And uh, that's where things quickly went sideways. Um, Now, if you know me, you know that I am a straight shooter. I, you know, I'm not one of these, you know, hype fans who, you know, think that everything is, you know, all hunky-dory all the time. I, I talk, you know, I, when I talk, I, I, I say it like it is. And um, I think it is time to smash the panic button for the Cincinnati Bengals and the 2023 season. Uh, this was another game where they were completely and utterly blown out. They were railroaded by the Tennessee Titans and had literally zero shot in this game. This game was really reminiscent of the first game of the season against the Cleveland Browns when they got absolutely housed in that one as well. Um, The Bengals have scored, you know, three points in two games. Two of their four games, they've only scored three points. So what does that mean? That means last week against the Los Angeles Rams was a complete total anomaly. Last week against the Los Angeles Rams was a game that we thought we would see from the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, all along. It was their type of game. Obviously, that was not to be the case. The defense played really, really well in that game. And it was a game that I thought would be a building block, you know, and and a game that would get them rolling, you know, into the bye week with, you know, two games remaining after, obviously, after, you know, this game here with Tennessee. That was not to be the case. This went south relatively quick. 
and the Bengals quickly fell out of favor in this game after the first drive. Now, this is where we're at right now. I had, going into this game, and even previously, I had been saying Joe Burrow needs to sit through at least the bye week. Joe Burrow is not helping himself. He's not helping his team. He's hurting this team more than he's helping it right now at this point in time. Now, all of this is not on Joe Burrow and his calf. To be honest, I'm really annoyed talking about it. But it's the reality we live in right now at this point in time. The Cincinnati Bengals are doing an absolutely piss poor job of managing this entire situation. And they've it's been managed, you know, horrifically from the start. To To sit there and continuously push out Joe Burrow week in and week out and watch this team get absolutely kicked in the teeth every damn game is not fair to the other players. It's not fair to the coaching staff. And it's not fair to Joe Burrow. Yes. He's a gamer. He's going to want to play. I get it. He's going to want to be out there for his guys. But you just gave this man half or a quarter of a billion dollars. You got to sit there and you got to be smart with it. Now, thankfully, this podcast isn't going to be a long one because, let's be real, I, there's there's nothing really to talk about. This was a gong show right from you know right from the right from the start. They started off the game with an eleven play, seventy two yard drive, amassing four first downs. Got it down to the three-yard line. And ended with a field goal. And that was it. And that's where it started to go south for this team. This was a very winnable game. This was a game I thought they were going to win. If you'd have told me that they were going to get housed 27-3, to I'd have told you you were insane. I would have flat out said you were insane. But looks like I'm the one who's wrong there on that one because that's precisely what happened. And it wasn't, again, this wasn't even close. This defense looks completely lost. The offense looks lost. 
Joe Burrow, 20 of 30, 165 yards. His longest was 17 yards. He had no touchdown, no picks, and he was sacked three times for 26 yards. Now, here's the thing. Joe Burrow is obviously – he he's not even remotely mobile in the backfield at all. So, if you go back and you watch the last couple games, three of the four teams have played it the way they should have. By pinning their ears back and going right after Burrow. Now, the Rams, the Bengals did a better job of it early on against the Rams until they started to really go after him, you know, as the game went on later on. But the Bengals have been gashed defensively on the ground, and they were once again. Now, throughout, you know, throughout history here, the last couple games against Derrick Henry, the Bengals have done a great job against Derrick Henry. This game, he flat out went off. 22 rushes for 122 yards, averaged 5.5 yards per carry. He did have a touchdown, and his longest run was uh, 29 yards. So, you know, with this being the case, you know, it's something that, you know, we – we saw it happening, and there was nothing we could do. And that was the annoying part of it. This is, you know, this is not a good, you know, this is not a good look here for this team right now, plain and simple. Again, what we have seen so far from this team has been it's been a mess all every aspect. And I heard Tony Pike um, say it on 1530 earlier today that there's not one aspect that he is not concerned about with this team. I completely agree. Completely agree. So again, not one aspect of this team right now outside of Evan McPherson, even Joe Mixon. I, I think I'm not, I'm not worried about Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. You know what you're going to get from Jamar Chase. Outside of that, you have to legitimately be concerned about every single aspect of this team. The defense looks embarrassing when they try to tackle. They don't want to tackle. This is how it's coming across. That's a major problem. So that's where that's where we are sitting right here at this point in time. At one in three. Folks, it's time to panic. It's time to be seriously concerned about 
the 2023 Cincinnati Bengals. Now, one thing you can say is that this is not a fluke. Or the, the Bengals were previously were not a fluke. It happened two years in a row, making the Super Bowl and making the AFC Championship game. This team's not a fluke. This team is good. There's something there right now that is causing this to be an absolute gong show. And that's the problem here. And I guess the good and bad thing is, it's a bunch of stuff. You know, if it was just Joe Burrow, then okay. But in my opinion, you can't tell me that Jake Browning couldn't have done a better job yesterday than what Joe Burrow did. There's a good chance you're not going to be able to change my mind on that one bit. And if you can't, that's a damning indictment on the coaching staff and the front office for what they have done. And that also comes into, you know, talking about the horrible decision to keep Joe in the game as it was well out of reach. Let's be real. This game was, you know, the first play of the or the first drive of the third quarter. After that drive, it was game over. That team was not coming back from that. Tennessee had five drives in the first half. They scored on four of those five. They had the 15-play, 40-yard drive after the Bengals, you know, kicked the field goal. And Tennessee tied it up with that 15-play, 40-yard drive. Then they punted. But then after that, the Bengals couldn't obviously couldn't do a single thing with it. And Tennessee continues, you know, to roll with three straight touchdown drives. So after the 15-play drive to start off the game for Tennessee, you know, where they responded and tied the game up, the Bengals' defense held them to a three and out. After that, the wheels fell off. Then it was a five-play, 78-yard drive, touchdown. Four-play, 73-yard drive, touchdown. Seven-play, 75-yard drive, touchdown. And just like that, it's 24-3 at the half. And the killer was that final, the final drive of the half for Tennessee. That culminated with the Derrick Henry touchdown pass to Josh Wiley. 
That can't happen. Bengals call a timeout to have, you know, Tennessee comes and lines up, you know, with their huge, you know, their huge package out there with Jeffrey Simmons lining up in the backfield alongside Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill, you know, splits out. And what happens? Bengals call timeout because, you know, they saw – you know, they were curious on. They didn't like what they saw. So they called timeout. And what happens? They still give up the touchdown after Derrick Henry jump pass touchdown to Josh Wiley, his first NFL touchdown. That ultimately sunk the Cincinnati Bengals. But that wasn't it. At 24 to 3, you think, okay, 24 to 3, Tennessee's getting the ball back. You know, you haven't looked good all game. You can come out and you can get it, you know. You're able to get a stop, roll from there, and see what happens. What does Tennessee do? Tennessee proceeds to go on a 15-play, 50-yard drive, technically a 65-net-yard drive because there was 15 yards and penalties there. That amassed 10 minutes and 22 seconds, culminating with a field goal. That did it. The Bengals had no shot from there. 27 to 3. The Bengals had one drive in that third quarter. One drive. Six plays, 30 yards. Took three minutes and 21 seconds off the clock. That was it. Now, granted, the defense held Tennessee to nothing the rest of the game. But by that time, it was already over. And that's the hard part of this game here. And that's the, that's the frustrating part. Because there is a correlation with the offense being completely and totally inept for most of this game. The Bengals had two drives over 10 plays. Their first drive and their very last drive. That was it. Rest of them, no more than seven plays. You had first drive of 11, next drive, of seven, four, three, five, one. That was a kneel down in the half. Six, three, and 12. Bengals had time possession of 25 minutes and 15 seconds. That was it. Now, the huge discrepancy in that was that third quarter because of 
the fact that Tennessee did have that 10, that 10 minute drive to start the half. So I get it. Other than that, it was relatively close. The you know, every other quarter. But the offense has done a horrible job of getting off the field when it matters most. Or the, the offense has done a horrible job of staying on the field when it matters most, and the defense has done a horrible job of getting off the field when it matters most. On third down, the Bengals are 2 of 9, 22.2%. Titans, 8 of 13. Tennessee, 23 total first downs. 14 for the Bengals. Nine on the ground and eight via the the pass for Tennessee. Again, in a game that is so winnable, they got gashed on the ground. Again, Derrick Henry, 22 rushes, 122 yards. Ryan Tannehill through the air, 18 of 25, 240 yards. He was sacked three times. He did have a touchdown and an interception. It was Dax Hill had the pick. Brad Robbins did do better punting. Um you know, in this game compared to compared to last game, which you know we had, you know, we pretty much called it out saying he's got to step it up. But overall, this is a start by this team. No one saw coming. And it seemingly got derailed right from, you know, the second day of camp. And they were never able to recover. Because they continue to send Joe Burrow out there. They hobbled Joe Burrow, who again cannot get the job done with you know with his leg being injured with his calf being injured which brings up the question how bad was it because he went five it was like five or six weeks of doing nothing but like rehab and working on it to get healthy and still Is where he's at. I think we've got a bigger problem than what we were led, you know, we were, you know, led on to uh, to think. Maybe Jamar Chase was right when Joe, when you know, when Jamar came out and said that Joe had to sit the first like five or so weeks. He was onto something. He knew his boy was hurt. And everybody laughed at Jamar for that. And now we're stuck watching a crippled Joe Burrow not being able to step up and make a good throw 
not mobile in the pocket and watching teams absolutely pin their ears back and make his life an absolute living hell inside the pocket. It's not going to get any better. It is going to continue to get worse and worse as this season progresses. Again, this team would be where they are now, if not slightly better, with JFB 2.0, also known as Jake Browning, their quarterback right now at this point in time. Jake Browning gets more than three points in that game yesterday. Yes, Jake Browning is is not Joe Burrow. But Joe Burrow right now is not Joe Burrow. And that's where we have a problem. And that is why this season is all but done for the Cincinnati Bengals right now. They've come out and they've said Joe Burrow is going to start this week at Arizona. And you've got Seattle the following week. Then you have the bye. Now, if this team can get into the bye at 3-3, three and three, one will be incredibly impressed if they can pull that feed off. But as it stands right now and the way this team has played, I don't see too many more wins on this season or on this schedule. Look at it. You know, we would think that a Houston would be a team that we could beat. That's not looking like that right now. Arizona is a team that, you know, we thought we could beat. The way they're playing right now, compared to the way we are, not a chance. Things have to drastically change ASAP for this team to get it going again. Because as it stands right now, it is time to smash the panic button here in Cincinnati. And that's the frustrating part because this is a team that I had winning the Super Bowl. My predictions, I had the Bengals in the Super Bowl knocking off the San Francisco 49ers. But as we've seen, that's not going to be the case. It is what it is. Again, this isn't all on Joe Burrow and his calf. It's not all on the defense. It's not on the offense. It's not all on Zach Taylor and his play calling. It's a combination of all four. And it's all fun and games when you're winning. But it all comes down to how a team is when when they're losing. And right now as it stands, with this team – you know, on the verge of completely going sideways, 
this locker room could do the same thing. And it could get really sketchy really quick. So that's something to keep an eye on as well as this season moves forward. And this crucial game on Sunday afternoon against the Arizona Cardinals. Because another performance like this, and you are going to hear, it's going to, you're not going to hear much positivity coming out of that locker room at Paycor Stadium. Now, I'm not calling for Zach Taylor to be fired. I think that would be the biggest mistake this franchise can make at this point in time. Zach Taylor is the perfect coach for this team right now. But, again, like we've said, the play calling might have to change. If you have to fire Brian Callahan, you do it. Bring in a proven play, uh, proven play caller and go from there if that's what you have to do. But things got to change. I trust Luana Rumo. I trust that he's going to get his guys, you know, to pick their game up. I trust that to be the case because Lou is not going to stand for it. So the defense, the defense will pick it up. I'm confident in that. Because Lou Anarum is going to make it happen. Now it's time for the offense to do their job. They've got to pick up on their end as well. And it starts with starting Jake Browning over the next couple weeks. to get Joe Burrow relatively healthy. Again, if you can go into the bye at 3-3, three and three, which right now is a monumental task, if you can get in at 3-3 three and three into the bye week, there is some hope for this team in the second half. If they lose on Sunday against Arizona, oh boy. Look for this team to be in bad shape. At one in five at the bye week because I I lost to Arizona. Well snowball. Into a loss against Seattle at home. And then coming out of that, you're not beating San Francisco. San Francisco continues to prove they are a phenomenal football team. Which is the most frustrating part of all this. Because this this Bengals football team should be where they are right now. They should be. Talked about as one of the top teams in the league right now, not one of the bottom. But it's amazing how one injury can change the entire course of a season for a team. But if you look at it, other teams lose with their, you know, with their backup quarterbacks. 
And that's what, you know, you, I mean, teams can, teams can get W's with their backup quarterback. I'm plain and simple. It can happen. I've seen it happen. Right now, as I'm recording this, Drew Locke has come in for Seattle against the New York Giants here on Monday night. Geno Smith got hurt, and here comes Drew Locke. And Drew Locke's looking good so far, you know, in his first couple of plays here on this drive. It can happen if you do it right. That's on the coaching staff. You play it smart. You put this team in the best, you know, in the best mode to succeed. And right now with Joe Burrow at starting quarterback, that's not it. And that's okay. Joe Burrow's not in danger of losing his starting position. But the dude ain't healthy. The dude can't do it right now. Again, he's hurting himself. He's hurting this team. He's hurting the coaching staff. It's okay. I'm not going to think any less of Joe Burrow if he sits. Joe Burrow's still JFB, and I'm always going to call him JFB. So, it is okay. So, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Again, not much to really talk about with the game. This is more of a therapy session uh, for <laughs> for the uh, the first couple games here as it's not looking good here in um, in uh, Houday land here in Cincinnati. So uh, with that being the case, uh, again, that's going to wrap it up uh, for this episode of the ISC Bengals show. Again, I am Chris Asbrock. You can follow us online at iscincy.com. That is www.iscincy.com. Follow us on Twitter slash X at I am Chris Asbrock at iscincy and at Cincy ZZ for Nick. And uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, there is some stuff, um, some videos posted to YouTube, our YouTube page, uh, the uh, you know YouTube.com/slash/iscincy. That you know that channel there. Make sure you uh, like, subscribe to that channel as well. Make sure you tell everybody about the podcast here. Uh, there will be more stuff coming out online and um, looking to, I'm trying to think if there's any really thing else coming out. Um, looking to do baseball podcast here for the Major League Baseball playoffs coming up. Um, so other than that, that's about it. So make sure you check us out on all the socials. And again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and stay tuned as we will be back next week as we will discuss the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Arizona Cardinals live from Arizona next week. So with that being said, thank you guys so much and have yourselves a fantastic rest of your week. Take care, everybody.